Hi, Jacob. Hey. Hi, Jacob. Hello. Hi. It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Well, thank you. It's a, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> is that what they say? Yes, that's what they say. Who are they? If you other people, the people, oh. the yeah. people say the people. If you in Britain, that was a bad accent, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Welcome to Two Season a Pod. I'm Christina Kleeman. I'm Christine Tomlinson. This is Huckleberry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and today, for our guest, we have Jacob Erdman, the booking extraordinaire, the comedian. Oh, go on. <laughs> Keep going. The guy with the curly hair that could easily have played... Oh, my God. I just totally forgot the reference I was going to do. Oh. Uh, the... Uh... Shit. No, no, no. Do you know which uh, reference he's no. talking about? Okay. No, no, no. The, the we three brothers. The not a brain. Curly Mo. Oh, fuck. Curly? The Three Stooges. The Three Stooges. Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, <laughs> is that a compliment? It's a compliment. <laughs> okay, Jacob. cool. It means okay, you good. have character. Oh, well, hell yeah. And yes. charisma. And charisma, yes. Yeah. Character and charisma. The things that you need in life. And you also make me laugh. Yeah. Most importantly. That's what I'm trying to do. Yes. That's my goal. So you said, Jacob, that you've done comedy for how long? I started comedy in October 8th of 2013. Wow. Yeah. The year of my mental breakdown. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, why that I, that's sure. actually why I started comedy, was my own personal mental yeah. breakdown. Isn't th- aren't we all? Yeah. The year of my first abortion. Oh my <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, you're not. <laughs> it was. <laughs> that was much later in life. <laughs> we say controversial things on this podcast, Jacob. We're all happy right. to have you. Let's get some controversy. So, so what was it? Absolutely. Absolutely. We want to piss Republicans and Democrats off alike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, that's, that's what we do. So what got you into comedy? Uh, initially, it was just an awful, it was a series of events, mm-hmm. uh, but it was an awful Craigslist roommate situation. And I lived down the street from what is now the Comedy Fort in Fort Collins, Colorado. And uh, basically, one of the last straws was when I would come home, my roommate would be, like, in the fetal position, screaming, crying. Like, screaming. And I had just moved in. I know this isn't important, but was it a man or a woman? It was a girl. Oh, okay. Less less funny. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. She, uh, <laughs> I think it's more funny, actually. <laughs> she uh, she just had... she was It was awful to live with her because she kept saying, you know, it was a Craigslist situation, so it was like... She kept saying how, like... Um, you know how easy is she has to get to get along, and how like um, just she was super chill and stuff. She was the opposite of everything that she said. She was a nightmare, and it was just one of those things where I was like, I just live in that room. I don't know you, and I'm not gonna like you know. I I tried my best to like console her, but it was like three to five times a week, and I was like, I just I I tried every thing to not be in the house and there was an open mic at Hody's and I was like all right let's do this and so, so comedy to get away in- from your roommate yeah she was probably just on her period for that's <laughs> what I do when I'm on my period <laughs> just screaming and crying <laughs> I sit there and say things like mein Kampf because I'm German Jewish oh and geez I, there you go I just say offensive shit mm. when I'm going through no period. you were just struggling I was my struggle <laughs> that's right Christine my struggle. There are so many German Jewish jokes that I could make. Quickly, Jacob, give me a setup and a punchline. That is Did you just ask him to write a joke for you? N- I would never do that. Yeah. I would never do that. That's I'm called entrapment, class. I think. 
I will Venmo you. Okay. <laughs> it's a do you win want for this podcast published or not? I do. So yeah. professional. It's so Stop professional. It, oh, sorry. I should. You be, can ignore her. Yeah, like you when should. When she says you things should. like that, just be like, just kind of like like when, when you train a dog, just like ignore it. So it's like, <laughs> it's like don't posi- reward that. Yeah. So 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 yes. just positive reinforcement, no negative reinforcement. Exactly. Or negative. Yeah. That's fine too. Oh okay. Oh yeah. well, well, here no, we go. Just it's like I can take it. The extinction thing. You just <laughs> ignore it. You're not. You don't reward the bad stuff. When she says something good, you really have to encourage her. Make a big de- catch her doing the right thing. Yes. That's okay. What I totally. Say. My tail will wag. We're training her. All healthy. right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so was your roommate on drugs when you? No, she. I don't like the spotlight, so I'm gonna. Put oh, okay. It back no, she <laughs> just uh, she ran her own business and stuff, and she was just, I guess, under a lot of stress, and she didn't know how to deal with it, and she just was. It was a lot, but also, yeah. you know, at the time I had just turned thirty. I wouldn't say that I had a drinking problem, but I was drinking a lot more than regular, uh, and it was just sort of an emotional and mental like reset. So within one week, I started comedy. I started volunteering and I started uh, managing a band. And right. then the volunteering sort of took a sidestep. And then I was managing a band doing comedy. And then to- comedy, it didn't, I wouldn't say it took off, but it took priority. So that's Were where I was. Were you telling at. a lot of jokes about her? No, oh. I generally try not to hurt people's feelings. That's not, uh, that's like, very I, 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 yeah, not like. What a good comedian you are, Jacob. I don't mean to like be <laughs> angry and mean at people, but. She was, I mean, it was one of those situations where it was, there was a silver lining in dealing with that person and it was a lot of dealing with. So was that like the first time that you ever caught her out of her normal, I guess, or did she? No, that was her normal. Really? It was constant. So she was manic. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was constant. It was just all the time just screaming and crying. And like I said, I was like, I just can't deal with this anymore. I feel bad for her then because she obviously had some things that were going on mentally that she never got diagnosed. And even though Christine and myself have often talked about how we don't like labels, like you want to be able to like identify with certain things so that you can understand yourself. But it sounded like she had stuff going on that she... Yeah, it was a that's lot. That's a ni- like, very nice way to put it. She had some... Yeah, that's sign language. No. That's, that's American no, Sign had, Language. ASL, baby. Christ. <laughs> That's the only time I would do that for myself, Christine. Okay. Wow. So you, how long did you live with her for? I lived with her for six months, and it was That's let's a see, long time. Yeah, I moved in in June, July, August, September, October. I w- had enough. And did then, she cry when you told her you were moving? No, out? no, we were not compatible under oh. every circumstance, and uh, like she started trying to. Uh, set rules for me like uh if i wasn't home by 10 p.m don't bother coming home i'm like listen i'm 30 years old (laughs) what the hell and i'm renting this room and i have a key so whatever you think you're gonna try to do to stop me from coming home it's not gonna work i i have a key and it was stuff like that it was like you know a chore chart and stuff like that or like when and this was pre-covid so this is 2013 before anyone came over she needed to know who they were, where they were from, how I knew them, how long I knew them. It was just like, listen, we're just going to have beers in the backyard. And she's like, yeah, but who are they? And I was like, fucking, I'm not, there's like six people coming over. We're in the backyard. Leave me alone. And she would just berate them as they walked wow. in. And so, She like has I said, a vetting process, doesn't she? Yeah, it was a lot. She should run for president. Hopefully. Wow. <laughs> that would be terrifying. <laughs> 
Why did she need to know all that information? I have no idea, dude. It was, like I said, I only lived for six months. My parents did that when I was in high school. Yeah. That's a little bit different, though. Right. I mean. No, wow. No. That's so strange to me. But it, it was it was a handful. And uh, basically, also how I roll is like, so integrity is key. So it's like, unless something comes up, like the previous podcast that I couldn't make, which is awful. Um, you know, if I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. And if I can't, I'm going to let people know as soon as possible. So. To psych myself into doing comedy, which is fucking scary, I had to tell. I told one of my friends that I was going to be there, that I needed him to be there so I can stay true to my word. Mm-hmm. And so he was there, and my first five minutes were five minutes of me choking on my own fear. I thought I was going to revolutionize the game, but turns out that there's a huge difference between a dialogue and a monologue. You would right? Laugh no kidding. Jacob. You're like when I say this in my head, it's so hilarious. Yeah, exactly. And then you start saying it, and you're like, "What is this?" And then you just bomb it on stage. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I am the king of bombing. Everyone who's ever heard my comedy, like, "Yeah, dude, that guy bombs," but he bombs with style. <laughs> he bombs with confidence. <laughs> he sticks the landing. My first time ever doing Santa Jacob was at Comedy Works. I want to say it was either February or March of 2018. So technically, I'm going on three years, but it, I don't know how to. I haven't figured out how to calculate it because of the pandemic. I've just yeah. tried to do mics when I could. So I've still been dedicated, but I'm like, I have to write more. But I did comedy works. Hadn't done another open mic before that. That is a terrifying stage also. Yes. I like I had an idea of like the material, but like I was backstage panning. Like I my cervix was trying to dilate 10 centimeters, even though it wasn't. So totally. I was like freaked out. I know how that goes. She was giving birth. Oh, I was, yeah. yeah, I was giving birth and then I killed it. <laughs> so, but I was like freaking out. <laughs> and then I get up on stage and I'm fucking flopping on like a fish and people are laughing. Get fucking A. <laughs> that was my wonderful. That stage is super Dave. fucking scary. Yeah. And it's magic at the same time. Mm-hmm. I've, like I said, I've been doing comedy for seven years now. And uh, even, even new talent night. And new faces and all this stuff. It's just I'm constantly pacing and just going over the. Even if I got three or four minutes, yeah, it's fucking scary. It's fucking scary. So what in keeps co- you in, in COVID years? I haven't even started comedy yet, so I yeah. can relate to the being terrified. COVID oh. years are fucking. But awful. I just need to tell you, Jacob. <laughs> like when we were at when we did Mercury Cafe, when John Crowley bucked Christine and I and like a few other of the ladies, Billy Joe Gillespie, Movita. Mm-hmm. Like I still I'm still trying to first of all I'm fucking neurotic so I'm still trying to (laughs) write jokes about my messed up brain but Christine was like so natural on stage she was just like I'm still like in that nervous phase where I'm like oh but she was very natural she did she did yeah she doesn't feel that way she was very natural (laughs) well no she like she took pauses on stage and she she wasn't afraid to like be in that space with that you know air I was very afraid I was afraid the whole time she just thinks I'm not I didn't I didn't see it I'm a good faker you panic on the inside yeah I can fake it. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody's but I mean, ask like my old boyfriends. <laughs> Christine, I have my cell phone nearby. Call him up. Call him up. Let's do it. <laughs> but I feel, Jacob, like I'm still in that state of like trying to like. Well, I think that that also. Get comfortable. It also tells you that you still care. I do. I mean, I, do. I, I get on stage and I freak out a Damn lot too. It. Like we had our first sort of like soft opening at the comedy fort and I did 10 minutes, but it was still like. You know, it felt nice to get back out there and actually see and, like, feel the people. But, you know, I, I just have a problem with dry heaving. I always feel like I'm going to puke I before a show. Totally. Yeah. Really? So mm-hmm. puking. 
And you've done it for seven seven years. Yeah, yeah. Just a dry heave. (laughs) And you've done comedy for seven years. Yeah, I haven't lost that. But here's the thing, Christina. Like, yes, Christine. You, like, we all feel nervous and like, oh, my God, it's good. Like you said, it means you care. But that, like, your neuroticism is almost like your thing. You kind of, like, you don't necessarily have to stop doing that because people think it's funny. Like, maybe just embrace that. Like, oh, my God. That's what I was just thinking. Works. Like, people rather crack than, up at it. Like, you, like, you want to fix it. it, but I don't think that you should. Yeah, like, relatability. Than, <laughs> relatability for sure. And, like, that's the thing, like, I'm working on is, like, trying to, like, embrace the things, like, I've shamed myself for so long. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yes. Welcome to the no, session, I'm Jacob. telling you, oh, dude, I'm telling you, on stage, <laughs> nobody likes a hero. No one's going to go up there and tell how successful they are or how much yeah. sex they're having. They want to hear about the relatability, about the failures, the lack of sex, the shittiness of a person. Like, that's relatable. Yeah. Being a hero, people are like, I don't want to hear the success stories. Show me, no, look, show look me who you are. Look what it did for Trump. Yeah. You know? Oh, I'm the best. I'm the greatest at comedy. Listen to this, you guys. Yeah, exactly. Nobody I'm likes the greatest. That. No, I'm just kidding. That was not Well, that was a good I one. Whether it's true or not, I do nobody yeah. likes it. Yeah, no one no one likes a hero. <laughs> I just I feel like I'm just finally to the point on stage where like in when I want to be nervous, I'm just like you know, and I just have like that one second pause or the three second pause and then I'm you know, on to the next thing. So I'm I'm still like not necessarily focus on whether it's funny, but just being comfortable. That <laughs> is alluding me to this. It's it's faking it all yeah. the time. Just just being up there and failing with confidence, but also finding new ways to fail. Right. New and interesting ways. Right. But I think that's the thing that I love so much, Jacob, about comedy is that you can you can like not intentionally try to be offensive, but like you can constantly like try to kind of like what Jerry Seinfeld and other comics have said. You can try to like cross the line in comedy and then if you piss people off you piss them off what a lot of it is like you know at least they're talking about you now i mean if it's not a horrendous act but people are like talking about how they didn't like your joke it's like okay well yeah, now people I'm are gonna google it and try to find the video i want to hear what they totally said. it's Some like people might think it's funny it's like the louis ck joke about pedophiles that he had the opening monologue for saturday night live i mean if it wasn't controversial I mean, he didn't say anything that was pro-pedophilia. He just said, holy shit, it must be so good that these people are risking their lives to look at it. And it was super <laughs> funny. God damn it, Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah, it, but it was so funny. And then all over the internet, people were like, oh, it was inappropriate. It's like, yeah, but now people are talking about it. Now people are looking at it. Now people are going to know it more if they didn't know it before. You know what? Even Dave Chappelle was talking about how in like his last special or something, he was talking about how, you know, I guess Louis C.K. was asking for these women if if he wanted to or if they wanted if they were comfortable with him masturbating in front of them and you know dave Chappelle made a joke about how what are you going to do call the police and be like oh excuse me officer somebody's masturbating in the green room or their dressing room i would have paid good money i would have had louis ck pay me money to watch him masturbate i think one of it was (laughs) one of his problems regarding his masturbation situation was that he approached other comics and so if it would have been a civilian, that civilian could have just easily said no. But if it's another comic, it's like, well. It's like a professional he, setting. Yeah. And also yeah. it's your coworker. Okay. And also right. you have a power over these right. people that if you say no, now you can blacklist them because they didn't allow you to do that. Right. So he wasn't asking him. He was telling him, I'm going to do this. Oh. And if you say no, you're not going to have work around here. And a lot of and, and the big one happened in Aspen, actually. Really? It was at the like, Aspen Comedy Festival. See, I kind of like. The big I one. love Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. but like I kind of think that 
I might have misunderstood the joke or like what the because I interpreted it as more consensual, I guess, than what it was. If he would have approached regular non-comics, I think right. that they would have had the ability to say, fuck no, dude, or yeah, totally, let's do this. But since it was like co-workers mm-hmm. at yeah. a f- comedy festival. And he had the power over them to be able to say you can do this or not. Yeah, so in his mind, he's like, if you sense. don't watch me do this, then I'm going to end your career. Yeah. I was in oh. HR. I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, end my Ooh. career, Louis C.K. Well, <laughs> that's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Before different. It's started. different than a, a you know, if you're in comedy 17, 20 years, you uh-huh. kind of painted yourself in a corner, because a lot of at like I have friends that have been doing it. They say they've been doing it so long. It's actually kind of embarrassing to say they've been doing it so long, because you know, comedy is a uphill battle. No matter you know, you're never going to be a top five comic. I, I've never thought that I was going to be changing the world or whatever. I just do it because I have to. I have to go on stage. I have to say jokes. I have to do it, but I also have a lot of different skills. But a lot of these people started like when they were super young, Mm -hmm. and so they kind of painted themselves in the corner. And if somebody says, hey, either you watch me do this or I end your career that you've spent 20 years doing. My goal is to get famous enough that somebody wants to try to cancel me. Like, I want to be that big. Totally. (laughs) I want to get Instagram Mm -hmm. verified, honestly. (laughs) I like my men to have a blue pill, and I like my name to have a blue check mark. Sorry, Christine, I interrupted you. I don't remember who was even talking. (laughs) I think I was. Was that an abortion (laughs) joke again? No. What, blue pill? Yeah, I said I like my men to take a blue pill. Like, I like my name to have a blue check mark. How do you get one? A blue check mark? Yeah. On Instagram, you have to be... Or Twitter. Well, I know what it is, but how do you get one? I think it's just the amount of people, and then mm. you just apply for it. And if there's like over... You have to be... I think over... Pub- notoriety. You minimum 30,000, maybe. Okay. Really? Maybe. I don't know. All I know is that legally yeah. speaking, in the UK, I read something that if you have 30,000 followers on any of your social media, you are like... a celebrity and then Man, i've got a lot of work to do yeah i, I think we all do something to get viral it's a lot of dicks to suck no. only fans yeah comedy i don't mm-hmm. suck any dicks on only fans i don't either <laughs> i do <laughs> the Jacob does. i am picking up, i'm picking up your slack ladies that's what i do you should you uh-huh. should you can so, go ahead and plug your OnlyFans page if you want. Uh, <laughs> no, it's the fans only. I put on more clothes. It's like people are like, geez, sir. Jacob Jacob is like wearing the snowsuits in the summer and exactly. he's making grass angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, dude, put on more sh- shirts, dude. It's just <laughs> tragic underneath there. But oh I do have a God. bunch of tasteful nudes that I've been sending all of my friends unsolicited. Good. Well, Jacob, I will be collecting your number after this podcast mm-hmm. because if you get drunk and send me a nude... Tasteful. Tasteful He gets drunk and sends me dog pics, which is, I appreciate. I'm so out of the loop. That was our solicited. Have you seen my dog? Yes, but please send more. So you should. I want dog pics. Mm -hmm. I want dog pics. I have a red healer. His name is Fett. Does he heal you? Fett? He does. Does he? Emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. He's like an emotional healer. He's your emotional dog. Mm -hmm. Does he also like nip at your heels and try to get you places? Not me. But other people. Everybody else, yeah. yeah. Well, I had a blue healer, and he was the same way. Yeah. He loved us, but everybody else, he's like, get the fuck out of here. And he's, he's I had a, a white healer. His name is Jesus. Oh. From Amen. the Middle East? Yes. No, Jesus from down south. Ah, hell yeah, dude. And he had... <laughs> from Spain. He had, he had blue eyes and brown hair, mm-hmm. as, as Jesus does. 
<laughs> I've seen a lot of Middle Eastern <laughs> Jews from <laughs> 2,000 years ago. That's what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> Middle Eastern Jews from 2,000 years ago, blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs> yeah. Everybody no, it's just, that. it's so funny, like, this mm-hmm. whole Jesus caricature or whatever is, like, fucking Caucasian as hell, and it's, caricature. he's like a, well, like, yeah, isn't that caricature? Yeah, caricature. it definitely is a caricature. A d- a d- an animation, <laughs> an yeah. animation. Well, it's the white but people <laughs> wanting to project their own idea of what Jesus looked like when it's like, nah, dude, he was a Middle Eastern he Jew. in Egypt. Yeah. He, That's an Africa. There was no Caucasian features mm-hmm. about him. He was probably, he had, like, Mediterranean <laughs> skin. Yeah. Why is Christine laughing at me? I just, I like, I appreciate your, like, <laughs> Egypt's in Africa. You're like, uh-huh, good mm-hmm. girl, you did it. <laughs> I'm smart. She knows her <laughs> geography. <laughs> she also knows geopolitics. Oh, hell yeah. I don't, I don't. Oh. She's I don't. Lying. Now I don't know what She's to believe. I don't, you don't believe anything, Jacob. Okay. Don't believe anything. But yeah, you have to, like. But I guess that's, so I'm not doing comedy, Jacob, to like get famous, even though that would be cool. I'm doing it because I love it. And I love trying to push the boundaries. But I've asked other comics this before. Like, do you think that like location helps expedite the process of if you want to make like a career out of comedy and acting? I think, well, uh, maybe um, they, they, there's like an axiom. It's like you go to the East Coast if you want to get good. You go to the West Coast if you want to get famous. Mm. But with uh with comedy and stuff i mean denver the talent pool is pretty deep here yeah and so if you want to get better at something you surround yourself with people who are better than you so it makes you push your um your hustle your grind you can see people who are actually trying to make a go of it and be like all right so these people are doing it right even though you know i mean before i got laid off i was working a nine to five and then i was also on stage 25 to 30 nights a month damn plus i was running at, at my peak like literally my peak was like right before covid mm-hmm. uh, i was like running seven seven plus shows not counting one-off shows every month and so that's like booking five comics on every different show different lineups sometimes when a comic was coming through uh and they did a road gig like i would like you know i would set them up on my saturday show and then their thursday and then friday all in different cities you were grinding dude it is it is an absolute grind and then uh yeah you just look at other people who are also grinding and be like okay cool Mm -hmm. or like you can also take notes on how people write or how they approach their comedy or even touring Mm-hmm. So you know, we I would also be on the road as much as possible after I got laid off, and also when I didn't. So it was just a constant. Yeah, it's performance art is fucking tough. Yeah. Uh, nobody cares until they do, yeah. and then when they start caring, you're already ten years in, so you're already committed. Mm-hmm. It's fucking well, because like I've had some people say that if you're like if you're five years or under, you're still considered like a new comic, and like. Whether it's Los Angeles or Denver or New York or even, I guess, Chicago because there's improv, like, you really have to prove yourself, you know, and you still – I don't want to say you get, you get like, shit on by other comics that have been in it for longer because I don't want to sound negative, but you – you have to like extra prove yourself, yeah, which is fine, comics, but there's, you know, cause like they think, Oh, you're going to try comedy for six months and then be like, Oh, it's, exactly. You know, they think you're a hobbyist and then you're wasting right. their time because instead of them getting six minutes, now they get four minutes. Right. And I can understand that, but also I also want more comics into the scene 
just so I'm better by comparison. So it's kind of like a weird self. That's okay, situation. Jacob. You can use us to make yourself feel <laughs> I better. I respect totally. that. I respect that. <laughs> I totally respect that. But I also enjoy really pissing people off, which is why I just say offensive shit. As long as, long as long as it's funny, fucking go for it. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Well, we want to start like a writing session with like a few other comics or whatever. But yeah, just to get like the juices flowing. Totally. Yeah. That's exactly it. So do you? So you're up in Fort Collins. So you yeah. know David Rodriguez, right? Yeah. Yeah. The comedy for it? Mm-hmm. We Is that the one they've been like re redoing? I've been seeing pictures. It looks so good. It's, yeah, it's awesome. It totally we does. had our first soft opening show on Friday and uh it went off without a hitch. It was super fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more of a thing where they're working out the kinks regarding the ordering process. It's a QRC code on the table and stuff, and then just streamlining stuff and figuring stuff out and stuff. Um, there wasn't ticketed. It was basically our really good friend Justin Goings, like going away party slash roast. Mm-hmm. So he's going out to California with his girlfriend, but he's also been planning to move to California for a while now. But the point is, like, it was this very soft opening, maybe twenty people inside, all CDC guidelined and everything. Right. But it was uh, it was really nice to actually perform in front of people, unlike just cars. Mm-hmm. Like I've been doing for the past couple of months. Yeah, which is something. I yeah. appreciate you having me out there. Oh, absolutely. It is so different. It's yeah. so different. And um, have you seen those bracelets that they have? Like you buy a ticket, they have a bracelet, it has a scanner on it, and you can order every like you pay with your bracelet. I've like, only so s- everything is like touchless. Like you pay to get into the comedy show, mm-hmm. they give you your bracelet, you order a drink, they scan your bracelet. I've like honestly only seen that actually at a hostel in Cambodia that I was at. There's one place I went Jacob, you Denver. do look like you travel to foreign places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do. I totally believe that. Yeah. I have the uh, your backpack. Totally. I have the uh I have a credit card Messiah. that allows me to do that. Are you a carpenter in your spare time? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Did you just call him Messiah? No. Yeah. Oh, I would wow. never do totally that. did. No. You look just like Jesus. Oh, jeez. That's not true. <laughs> I'm just hitting on Jacob because I'm trying he to get his affection. Mm-hmm. That's what it's it working. is. I what? Because I need validation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. how it goes. That's mm-hmm. comedy, right? Let's yeah, well, exactly. You have to put it out there. If you don't, you know, the answer is always no. I have a gratitude journal and I've been manifesting. You're manifesting Mani- like a motherfucker. Manifesting All right. like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're trying to snap out Jacob of that wonderful crappy thoughts that we've had for she's so long. She's saying we. That's a very codependent thing I mean, to say. Me. I'm not. Sorry. Okay. Christine's, <laughs> she's... She has a codependent relationship with me, which she's, is like, it's not reciprocated. She's been oh, no. healing we're because wor- she has a we're healer. We're working and on I, it. We are. We are, kind of. It's a work in progress. Yeah. I hear it. I hear it. Lots of wine. Lots of wine. Oh, totally. I know that goes. Somebody asked me a question. Christina answers. It's good. We have a... Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's my way of trying to be you. intelligent <laughs> somebody asks christine a question and i chime in because i think interject I know some yeah. people call it controlling but okay. yeah it could be that you're just trying to seem christine had a, a 4.2 in high school and i had a 1.2 or a 1.6 really? no i didn't oh. i didn't how do you get a 4.2 uh i took honors classes oh totally hell yeah weighted grades no big deal. Uh, I was on I was nerd. on Ritalin, I so I just had in classes and had a bib on and watched myself catch drool <laughs> with your helmet. With my helmet, <laughs> helmet and the bib. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a kid who was a hemophiliac at our school who had to wear a helmet, 
And anytime anything happened, everyone's like, Oh, yeah. How is Jared? His name was Jared. A hemophiliac. So he Bleeder. had sex with blood. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Nope. He just, <laughs> I don't know words. He just, I don't know words. His, his blood wouldn't coagulate. Oh, I got so. a blood wound in high school. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's hemophilia. When you have a scab and, and no, your your uh, blood cells, your platelets don't. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Thank you, Magic School Bus. Mm-hmm. So I learned all my science. Miss Frizzle. Yeah, Miss Frizzle is the <laughs> shizzle. I'm uh I'm currently working at a grade school right now as a designated sub. So what that means <laughs> is that it's just babysitting. Yeah. It's a grade school. You don't school. have to know anything about what the class is teaching. You just Well, that's the thing is that I can read and do fifth grade math. I can't. That's oh, great. Good. Yeah, exactly. I can read it. Read at a fifth grade level. I can do a fifth grade math. <laughs> Uh, improper fractions, simplifying. I got it oh, all. You lost me. But when we, yeah, exactly. When we start getting <laughs> into high school, that's when I'm like, okay. Know. And especially with uh, like the core or whatever they call it, um, it's a bit different. They they just teach mathematics oh, differently the old, now. The new way of math. Yeah. Mm. Common Core. Yeah. That's what they call it. Yeah. What is it? I've called? had to learn it because of my kids. Common Core. Yeah. Instead of like carrying ones and stuff. Mm-hmm. They like chunk it into ones, tens, hundreds. I don't know. Oh wow! I'd have to get the whiteboard out. Yeah, if it's you guys different. Want me to, I can go through it. I think we're cool on that. <laughs> that that's good though, Jacob. So you're designated, you're a designated like substitute like teacher by day, and then a DD by night. Uh, I'm not sure what a DD is. Designated driver. <laughs> oh. I hope you're not the designated driver. Uh, dude, no way. I am very aware of my... Here's my impression of Christina's joke to Jacob. <laughs> I wish I had a designated driver this week. <laughs> no, Christine. You're perfect just the way you are. DUIs and all. My body up. just fucking yeah. hates alcohol. I, I'd sip like... And babies. <laughs> and babies. <laughs> With a very acidic <laughs> vagina. Oh, jeez. Sperm doesn't travel that well. Actually. You're talking about my vagina right now. <laughs> That's rude. I am sorry, Christine. I'm not. My condolences. No, I'm I'm a very horny slut, Jacob. All right. <laughs> it's a party. <laughs> I, love I don't know why I say things. <laughs> I'm over here just not controlling myself. <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> Jacob, I need I, a stage. I, I think this thing is on. Uh, judging by that computer. I need a stage ASAP. <laughs> I'm trying to say is I'm a funny I'm promoting myself, right? Mm-hmm. When podcasts, yeah, life transcends to OnlyFans. <laughs> but I, t- I know you should charge more. <laughs> we really should. No, We're no. Gonna, we, again, I charge $20 a month. You are I, free. You I'm, haven't charged anybody anything. <laughs> I haven't submitted a 30-second masturbation video. I'm doing something wrong. 30 seconds? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's what... No, I would do I would do a minute. I would just full-on squirt everywhere. Hell yeah. I would do... But there's another... Like I was talking to you. There's another... There's people out there that are yes. uh, talking to... I think it's, a, it's like Comedian. a two for comedians who have OnlyFans, so it pushes... They're only fans, which is more money. And then also... I need to find her. I need to look that, that person up and solicit my services. Totally. <laughs> Wait, another comic? Just, or? Yeah, yeah. going to promote my only... It's like a community. Be like, hey, let's mm-hmm. make some money because we're not... Co- yeah, comedy's not... <laughs> There's no money in comedy. Yeah. I've been saying that Thanks for, for years. Thanks for sending me that. I, for, I need to look her up. Yo, 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 yo. Dude, Netflix had this entire article about how like... 
the the structure of like paying comedians or whatever for like specials and how i mean not to say that dave Chappelle isn't worth it but like do we need to be paying these top end comedians that have been in the game for 30 years like 50 million dollars well with what netflix is doing i think they're kind of going at it incorrectly because mm-hmm. you know you see a lot of these comics and their first one is awesome and that really took x number of years to cultivate that and perfect it and, right, then, and then they right. dr- and then they back a dump truck full of money and see we like we want three more hours in the next year and it's just like if you know comedy doing three doing three new hours takes a long fucking time That's true. it's like minimum a year minimum if you're like a savant of a whole new hour of just straight fucking like comedy that kills otherwise you're gonna get these comics that, like by their th- second or third or fourth special it's just like right. god it's so boring like that's, that's what that's one of the reasons why dave Chappelle doesn't have he invented that company that like holds your the pockets for the cell phones because he doesn't want anybody filming while he's doing his set. oh totally yeah I mean, you see what happened with. Uh, I mean, it's for better or for worse. Honestly, if if that would have been a situation, um, what was that guy? That Kramer. He wouldn't have been in so much trouble. He would have been more of a s- smaller mm-hmm. uh, outburst or like whatever, like notoriety. But you know that that's like in a sense where that worked in the people's favor because they mm-hmm. saw what a racist asshole he was. But also. I don't want to be on stage and say something random or get angry at somebody and then film it and then use it against me, so to speak. Well, right. And I mean, especially in cancel culture, like there's no forgiveness. It seems like. Yeah. Cancel. Like that's the thing that like irritates me about cancel culture. Like even with like, I keep on going back to Dave Chappelle because he's one of my favorites, but like he had that comedy special. I don't remember which one. The Chappelle show. No, it wasn't the sh- <laughs> Oh, a special. Oh, yeah. Christine, you have jugs. <laughs> jugs now. But it was like... <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to cancel myself now. <laughs> but it was like from a few years ago, and he had like that whole thing on like LGBT and how they're all sitting in a car or whatever. And oh, how was this- that like alphabet people or something? Yeah. Tag? And like then the LGBTQ community like wrote all these reviews about how he's you know out of touch and he doesn't you know this and that and and it's just like people should just take it easy it's just a joke like comedians never come out and say everything i'm gonna tell you is fact like the crowd that's paying to see him they know what they're getting because it's dave Chappelle. but it's like he never he never says that this is fact he says that this is how i'm observing these groups of people and then they just lose their shit. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, cancel. And it's just like, but dude. But then they also write a report or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that's just free press for him. He's already made it. He's already done it. Yeah. People know yeah. him. Yeah. People know that he's an ally to whatever. That he doesn't. Yeah, that it, it's all jokes. But now they're just spreading his agenda more. They're working against their own. If they, if they want to cancel him, just then don't watch him. Right. That's the situation. Right. He's not actively going out to try to hurt anybody. And comedy is basically the last line of um, defense, basically, for uh, PC culture. Because, like, we'll say shit that you won't agree with. The axiom is, it's always funny until it isn't. Jacob, you're using fancy words. I don't know what axiom means. This is the old old saying is, it's always funny until it isn't. Mm -hmm. And a lot of comics are guilty of this as well, where you'll make a joke about something. And 
it's all fun and games until somebody makes a joke about something that you don't think is funny. Right. So, right. for example, people... You get offended by the truth. Exactly. Right. People will make yep. jokes all day about uh, religion, but if you make one joke about Kobe Bryant, uh-uh, right, you're fucked right. up. It's like, well, he literally raped a girl in Colorado. Uh, right. Sorry that that's true. Sorry that y- because he was rich and famous, he got off scot-free, but the point is he still did that. Right. Whether or not right. you think that's an appropriate joke doesn't matter because you make fun of ju- like Jesus or their God or Muhammad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's people who are like, that is crossing the line. And, but you're like, no, it's just a joke. And it's like, well, comics, but like I said, comics are really guilty on not understanding it's always a joke until it isn't. So what I think is so funny because like I've met people, including my former manager, that's a total cunt. <laughs> Um, but like people that are like, oh, you should be honest. And then it's like the minute that you give the honesty back to them, then all of a sudden it's unforgivable and you've committed the worst sin and stuff. Totally. Um, but I always feel Jacob, like you should be like so self-aware that nobody can ever tell you something about yourself that you don't already know. But like we have a bunch of people I think that are walking around that are like, oh, I want honesty and I like the truth. And then the minute that you give them something, it's unforgivable. But also, it's it's scary to hold that mirror to yourself. Mm-hmm. But also, you mm-hmm. go on stage and you're like, hey, I've been calling myself a failure years before you were, so it doesn't really matter what you say. And when it comes to comedy, dude, I've been failing nonstop for seven years. I'm, it doesn't phase me. Right. I, I will go out and find new ways to fail miserably. How many shows have I ran in the ground? How many venues are like, you know, it's just not working here. I'm like, okay, learn from why that didn't work and move mm-hmm. forward with it. But... A lot of people get – I remember when David Rodriguez started hitting the scene real hard. Like, within nine months, he won arguably the hardest comedy competition, which is the New Faces competition mm-hmm. by Comedy Works. He won that nine months into starting comedy. Fuck. And then he doubled down. Were they all jokes about his kids, or were they uh, – I don't know, dude. It was – Yeah. Uh, but also – and then he doubled down, and he won the improv, Denver Improv comedy competition – like four months later. So it wasn't just a fluke, but it was just like, man, this guy is a savant when it comes to comedy and every facet, be it business, be it networking, be it actual comedy festivals, yada, yada. Like he's been doing comedy for a third to half the time I have. And he, I'm like where he is at. I mean, he's already opening a business about comedy. That's how passionate he is about it. Crazy. So basically what I'm trying to say is that people have quit comedy because he's so good. They're like, I can't compete with this. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to continue. It's like, that is the wrong mindset. You look at what he's doing and you try to not do exactly it, but also use that as inspiration. Right. You, in, you, you inspire. So even if you're not doing his specific model, maybe you just become a better joke writer or you get more comfortable on stage. And then like, you know, throughout your day, you have like a notebook or something That's exactly or what the f- it's on the phone, right? You have a notebook or something, or you have your cell phone. Like some comics will translate their jokes from cell phone to notebook just so that they have that therapy of writing it and then it maybe helps them memorize it better because it's like hand to brain or something but like yeah you were saying jacob you don't allow it to defeat you you allow it to make you better you know i mean you're not going to specifically be somebody that you look up to but at least you can get inspired by them it's all how bad you want it yeah yep man and if it's like a goal of yours or how serious are you 
of it being a goal. That's one of the right. a lot of conversations I've had with people because I am newer. I am only like six months into it. So I've talked to a lot of people that are like, yeah, I don't even talk to anybody in their first six months because you never know if they're even going to stick around or exactly. not. This is a hobby or if they're serious about it. Mm-hmm. I write about it in my journal every night. That's how serious I am. <laughs> every night. <laughs> My gratitude journal just says comedy, 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 yep. comedy, comedy, comedy. <laughs> 20 lines, and I'm not talking about cocaine. Just comedy, 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 I am. comedy. Just kidding, not anymore. God, uh, if I wanted to do cocaine, narrow. I would have just fucking chopped up that Ritalin and God. right in the fucking nostril. Not I'm in, horrible, Jacob. I'm, d- I'm not in a speed at all, e- be it pharmaceutical, <laughs> be it cocaine, no way. I just have a different brain. I have to be careful with fucking weed. I don't even touch edibles, like... I'm just I'm tired all the time. So <laughs> any upper, any upper I can have, lay it on me. I'm autistic. All right. <laughs> She's diagnosed herself with like seven different. Are no. we all on the spectrum? Yeah, yeah, we're all on the spectrum. I'm, yeah. I'm parts of fucked up. It's fine. I, I've acknowledged it, but I'm okay. So I really need to plan my neuroticism. I feel like, and I just don't. I like hide away from it. You know. I like, feel like you are pretty in tune with that being your identity. No. <sighs> I don't know. That mirror is scary. No, it's not even. It's not even <laughs> scary. Like I'm perfectly. I just. I don't know. I haven't. How honest do you want her to be? I know. No, she I'm can totally be honest with her all the time. I, I just. I haven't. I haven't oh, no. figured out. <laughs> I haven't figured out how to like work with the things that I've like tried to deny about myself. You just. <laughs> you just talk about them. I over just talk and about over. Them. Exactly. And over. I like beating dead horses. Yeah, and do. babies. <laughs> a twofer it's a twofer sometimes dead baby horses fuck it dead baby horses that's right so would you ever move jacob to like one of the bigger cities and do comedy or you find just no i like well i i got i own my house in fort collins so oh yay that's cool yeah that's a cash cow there's no way yeah but also the fort collins scenes is about to blow up a little bit more and get bigger yeah so that's great but also traveling and touring constantly you know you can with the internet and stuff, you can do and network the same thing and not be places. Like, for example, what the Growlicks have done. I mean, they're Denver-based, but they, you know, lived in L.A. for maybe a year while they filmed their show. Mm-hmm. and then they But they posted up back here. So you don't need to live in L.A. to have a successful either career or um, TV show or whatever. You can, you know, you have to be on set and stuff, but mm-hmm. you don't need to live there forever. You can just rent a place for yeah. X number of months. We need to book some trips. And then we do. Back. Yeah. Dude, I was like traveling two C's. Traveling two C's. That's right. Two C or not two C. So I graduated. <sighs> I'm so stupid. Jake. No, I'm you're sorry. so funny. My God. Yes, I am. Manifest. Manifest mm-hmm. that bitch. Put it out there. It's but like I wa- you're walking a fine line of self-deprecation and manifestation. It's like, oh, I do I, what do I do? I'm <laughs> confused <laughs> mentally and sexually. <laughs> uh, no, but anywho. Not. She likes so the I, dick. She's not I do like the dick. I I do. Go on. (laughs) Manifest. Manifest that dick. No, but like I. (laughs) So before the pandemic last year, like I graduated college and I was going to go to comedy store and like, you know, go to L.A. for like a week and just fuck it. Like, why not? And then everything shut down. And I would have loved to have been an audience member at like comedy store, a comedy seller. And then the world shut down. And I was like, fuck. But like, yeah, I. No. I don't know. Like I, my goal. Well, that's a good way. That's a good way for networking as well. Yeah. Uh, but industry, 
you know, that's where you go to like, you know, just for laughs in Montreal and stuff. That's oh, where you dude. get a lot of those um, comedy festivals where there's a lot of inter- industry, but there's also mm-hmm. a lot of smaller comedy festivals where you go to basically just network and have fun and party with people that you've never partied before. Mm-hmm. And like, I met a lot of people just going to comedy festivals, not necessarily being booked on said festivals. Like, I went to Bird City in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's ran by Genevieve Rice. Um, I just went there because David was on it. And then I just Mm -hmm. wanted to party with those people and meet. And I actually met Brant Tobler. Interesting. In Phoenix before he moved back to Denver. Mm -hmm. So I met him a couple months before he was planning on moving back, established like a solid rapport. And to book Brant Tobler too. Yeah, he's great. He's awesome. I've Instagrammed so many fucking celebrities <laughs> and been like hey i know that we're nobodies to you but do you want to be on our podcast Nikki, you're gonna please. get somebody she's persistent totally. i'm really good fucking at it. so persistent jacob i mean I'm, we got you yeah i know we did jacob <laughs> thank yep. you again for after, being on after, our podcast after canceling on you guys earlier <laughs> this year <laughs> which is awful god damn you no. i know putting up with our annoying i would have taken ritalin just for tonight and I chose to be my authentic self, Jacob. So I hope that means something to you. Absolutely. I'm court ordered to stay sober for a while. Okay. You want <laughs> I was going to say, Christine, where's the wine tonight? But she's on the street. I, uh, I'm not going to be a bad influence. Day. I'm not going to be a bad I'm influence. Really happy I'm really to be strong. It. I'm actually uh, more of a... What I found out this quarantine is I'm more of a... Uh, a social drinker instead mm-hmm. of like an actual alcoholic. Yeah. Like I could, I think I've gotten drunk in the year 2020. Christine feels like you're judging her. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, in, in the year 2020, I think I got drunk maybe 20 times. Maybe. I am an actual alcoholic then. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I don't think that I, I, I don't know I got because drunk 365 times at least. Oh, geez. That's <laughs> Some days I got drunk twice in a day. Uh-huh. You wake impossible. up from me. You're like, I wasn't even done drinking yet. The, the drink pers- a bottle of champagne and mimosas, pass out, wake up and then start again. The personal ad writes itself really. Yeah. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. Why am I still single? I'm such a cunt. <laughs> such a cunt. I know bit. I'm more of a social drinker too, Jacob, because my body, I, I can't. I mean, maybe if I had like one glass of wine like a night. Uh, but I mean, we've we've done the podcast before and I've had like, well, I mean, we've had like one or two bottles of wine or whatever. And I've had like two or three glasses and I was fine. Like, yeah. I really was fine. Like, so I had a <laughs> bottle and a half. And she yeah, yeah, make it, I had two yeah, glasses, two or three glasses. <laughs> oh, my God. I just know my body. I just know my body. Totally. But anyway, going back to the the just for laughs like that's you've got to be 12 years into comedy 15 years i mean maybe you can no. do it david done it david's done it and david rodriguez at just for laughs in Montreal. yeah it's i think it's more of a uh that's like the fucking well that in and uh what is it edinburgh in scotland or whatever like is the, that the fringe festival you think yeah you know? yeah the fringe festival that's where like yeah. it started or something but yeah so david did jfl i think maybe two years ago and that's i think like yeah, like top of the line. Yeah, that's it's that's like where the people they find you. They're like, okay, you want to come out to Montreal and do some comedy because you don't really apply for it. Don't you need an agent? I don't think so. I don't think he has an agent. But you have to like, what's the tape that you have to submit to them? Like five Probably, minutes or? Oh, I have no idea. But mm. you know, you make sure that's your best fucking tape ever. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't fuck around with no. that. If you do one misslip, you're like, fuck. I gotta, you know, find another tape. I gotta, you know, re-record that. 
but man, just just to do just for laughs, like oh, yeah. dude, like to put that on your resume as a comic, ah, oh. totally. Like that's how long was David in comedy before he? Maybe three years, maybe. Fuck, dude, I'm telling you, he's killing it on every. I think he's been in comedy five years, counting 2020. This is upsetting, Huckleberry. He, he's like. Can you go outside? So he was he was not even in comedy for three years, and he was on Just for Laughs. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you, he's, oh, he's very good at comedy. He's uh, he's doing it. He's an inspiration. Man. And he's done a lot of people a lot of favors by having them open for their favorite comic and stuff like that. Like, I told David that Todd Berry was one of Nate Brown's favorite comics, and so David asked Nate Brown to open for Todd Berry, and D- Nate loved it for it. That was the other thing that sucked about the pandemic because last year, Jacob, I had like kind of like a goal that I had set for myself as like a comic because I, I love being on stage, even though it still makes me nervous as fuck. Yeah. But I also love watching like, I mean, if you can get into comedy works for free or like you get in for free, but then you meet the two, the two drink minimum mm-hmm. just so you're not being a total asshole and you're like helping the wait staff with their bills. For sure. But like I had a thing where I was like, okay, I'm going to do like six uh open mics a night and then uh, like if there was like a big name comic at like comedy works south or downtown i was going to go see them so that i could have the perspective as an audience member and then the pandemic happened but like that was the goal because like you know sometimes it's fun to be an audience member yeah yeah i like it i i like uh i also like supporting the scene being being there and that's a lot a big part of it too is like a lot of times i book my shows at various open mics and stuff like that because it's just more of like when they come down to fort or come up to fort collins you know it's just like hey man would you like to do a show and they're like oh sweet so Mm -hmm. it's just more of a personable situation than texting them on via im but Mm -hmm. like i said i mean pre-covid i was on stage 25 30 nights out of the month but now i get lucky if i'm on stage three times a month i just can't believe like i guess comedy works south Excuse me. <laughs> I haven't even had one. I'm burping up a fucking storm. But Comedy Works South is supposed to open back up, I guess, in February. Okay. But, like, Comedy Works Downtown has been closed for, like, a year almost. Yeah. Like, that's insane it's to me. It's fucking terrifying. And I think moving forward, a lot of these insurance companies are going to be like, hey, we have, like, a pandemic package where, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. for an extra whatever money a month, we yeah. can put away for you. So in case a pandemic happens, when it happens again your business in two years uh, however long your your business can survive being closed for you know depending on how long depending damn it i miss that though jacob like i felt like the open mics are fun like i haven't been to like lion's lair in almost a year freaking uh didn't that close down as a uh i don't think so i don't know because i know that there was i know that there was a gofundme page for it a while ago but i i think it's still staying afloat i don't know i they reopened, but then they closed like very shortly after. Yeah. Though, so I'm not. Was that sure. because of the uh, the the restriction the, guidelines the and red, stuff? The level red or know. whatever it was. The, yeah. Yeah. The COVID spikes. Air quotes. I'm such a bitch. <laughs> but then, like, I haven't <laughs> been inside of. Um, yeah, exactly. I haven't been inside of. Uh, what's the one that Jose McCall? Um, oh my God, Mutiny in like okay. Mutiny Information Cafe. Haven't been in there in almost a year. Yeah like and you know that comedy like any sort of business like that the profit margins are so paper thin anyway mm-hmm. that yeah. if you can't 
if you forced to shut, shut down, up, you're like, no, just... if you're forced to shut down, you're like, fuck, how are we supposed to make these ends meet? How are we supposed to, you know, but man, I, I just, just miss no them. Idea. Like comedy, like I miss all of them. Cause it was like your home away from home. Like you saw your comedy friends and then you would see big names come through and it like inspired you and just like, fuck. Like, and I, I, I understand like, as far as like missing comedy, considering like the devastation that's come out of COVID, like that's such a small thing to bitch about, but I mean, everybody's been impacted. Yeah. That's one of the things where everyone has their own story about how this situation and, you know, in X number of years, there's going to be all the movies and the TV shows coming off about all the stories that have happened during COVID and stuff. Mm -hmm. The pandemic was just one of those things where everything was like a controversy from wearing the mask to, um social distancing to being outside and mm-hmm. and then the vaccine which i will not well continue. it just really sucks that the whole time that we needed leadership there was none yeah at a federal level and then just lying and lying and lying and lying and it doesn't matter what yeah. your political agenda is the president of the united states literally lied to people mm-hmm. you know it was supposed to be gone before easter it was supposed to be gone before april it was it was you know they said that it was totally manageable and it was like Dude, we are the arguably the top country in the world, but we are surpassing third world countries in amount of cases. And mm-hmm. his his uh, resolve was let's stop testing. He's like, well, that's not how that works. You don't just say stop testing to limit to lower the cases. You're right. doing the opposite. I'm running for office. All right. In four years, so. Um, Christine will be my VP, or if she doesn't want to do it, then I'll get (laughs) Tulsi Gabbard. So I'm going to have my name on the ticket to take up, and I'm going to change the world. Mm -hmm. One ADHD episode at a time. Totally. Yep. Is that the TV show you're I'm her hype girl. I'm just going to be hype girl. With the towel? Yeah, girl. Yeah. Uh I'm going to go campaigning, and I'm going to have a wet t-shirt contest, and I'm going to have a (laughs) fucking mask on. Dude, I'd vote. Idiocracy at its finest. It's Uh going to be good. Absolutely. That's the direction we're headed, and I love it. But man, those, <laughs> those several abortions that I've Let's had on surface. Turn this government into the joke that it is. Uh, it, this last <laughs> whether it's Republican <laughs> or Democrat, though, like who really fucking has your back? Everybody's like, you, lying. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're if you're gonna sit there and and think that somebody with like power, influence, mm-hmm. and and wealth doesn't have an agenda, come the fuck on. Like yeah. nah, or that they care on a the, yeah. on that level. I yeah. mean, we can have conversations and we relate to each other and we care about each other. And I want to make a decision that's going to help you but if you're talking about high level politicians they're all just trying to say what you want to hear to get your vote oh they're yeah. not, they don't give a fuck about yeah. you yeah that's exactly yeah it. i think crooks. if you're campaigning yeah. you should have a trial run <laughs> 90 days in the white house and if you don't do what you promise it's like the rest of us yeah absolutely and no bonuses i wish you. we could cancel politicians the way they cancel comedians yeah Jesus. Uh, actually, we do. Have, we've done that. That's I think we just happened. did that. I think we just canceled yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does happen. Administration. You have to wait like a time frame? No. We should be able to just do it whenever we want. But I also think COVID might be might have been the, uh, the anti-hero of 2020 because I think that Trump would have won re-election had it not been for his completely crazy mishandling of COVID. I'm going to say so many. See, that's interesting to me because I felt like like he left it up to the states to do things. So for Colorado, Polis was making all the decisions. Well, that's and the thing. I think he sucks. He's just the 
Right. <laughs> I mean, the the president is obviously the commander in chief, but it's up to every state, which is why yeah, you have like, like you red guys handle it on your level. level. But I think that he had failed so miserably, he just trying to pass the buck. I mean, he's the only person that he's ever met that has never been wrong. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to like admit that you've been wrong when you've never been wrong, according to him. Right. So it's like. But I mean, I don't. I don't know Jacob. In fairness, I don't know if I could say. And like I'm not ultra liberal, I'm not ultra conservative, but like I don't know in my brain if I can conceptualize Jill Biden being any less narcissistic than people would frame Donald Trump because like we just said, politicians lie their ass off. Mm-hmm. They're like, what can I what can I say to have a a seemingly flawless campaign so that I can get votes, 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 you know? Yeah. So like people are just lying through their ass. They absolutely are. They're politicians. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's which just is why I'm running for office to try to say that the like saying that politicians are lying is just redundant. Right. It's like they're just right. politicians. Right. Like, and like I, I know that people have had a lot of stuff to say as far as like how the president has handled COVID, but it's like we, who's to say anybody would have? It's hard to say whether each individual person in that specific situation would have handled it any better or worse. It's just it's hard to say because you. You don't know. Yeah, there's no control group. Yep, it, yep. I mean, I, I would rather there not be another pandemic to test the metal of another <laughs> right. administration. But right. But, like, at the same time, Jacob, like, I feel like we – I mean, I'm a, I'm a recycler, but, like, only 3% of whatever you recycle is fucking recyclable anyway. So the other half lands up in the ocean or the landfill. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I'm trying to be a, a hippie about it, but it's like – I mean, I think that, like, we've destroyed the planet so much that, like, and I know George Carlin had his whole bit about, oh, the planet could wipe us off the face of the earth in, like, 0.5 seconds. But it's, like, in my mind, I'm, like, what if we've gotten to the point as humans where we just don't give a fuck and the planet's gotten sick from it? So, like, this is the new normal. Well, that's, that's, I mean, George Carlin did say, he's like, he's like, the planet's not fucked, humans are fucked. Right, right. (laughs) And so... But That's I mean, exactly we're not, right. like, like, even though the planet can take care of itself, like we're not exactly helping. And I mean, it's no not like I'm we? we're Superman hurting. environmentalist, but you know, you take humans off the Earth for a hundred thousand years, it'll bounce back. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Yeah. Or whatever the half life is of whatever nuclear war we start. You know. Yeah, the elite will leave in our in our spaceships off yep. uh-huh. because I'm yep. one of them. Totally. I'm going to be on one of the ships. Yeah, and then too. we'll come back and start a new ancient civilization. Yeah, totally. Over again. I'm going to have a golden toilet cyclical. on my spacecraft. Oh, jeez. A bidet. Yeah. I'm going to have a golden bidet. I yeah. got I got a bidet, bidet about a year before COVID hit, dude. When people were all freaking about to, um, toilet paper, I was losers. like, losers, losers in their toilet paper. I've got a bidet upstairs. It's, it's life changing. It is. It is the best. I've what never felt so fresh. What do you think, Jacob? What do you think Biden does when he's having a bad day? Oh, I have no idea. He uses Praise a bidet. Hmm. But, um, he you should do bidet. comedy. <laughs> 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 you're so funny. You're saying, when I grow up, I want to be just like <laughs> Just like you. Oh, my God. I you living in your mom's basement with your kids? <laughs> I'm 37, and I still <laughs> I use the term when I grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't? Growing up is fucking terrifying. Fuck that. And yet here we all are. Yep. Do you want to, so do you want to do like a career, Jacob, out of comedy or do you want to have a side job or what's, um, I'm here uh, to interview you. Oh, what's for your sure. My, my, uh, <laughs> my regular, well, so I do substitute teaching sort mm-hmm. of so I can access Ew. my credit, mm-hmm. but I also have another job called mortgage inspection where I drive around and take pictures of buildings. And so that 
mortgage inspection job actually parallels well with comedy because mm-hmm. I'm driving. So like, let's say I'm in, you know, I'm in Des Moines, so I might as well just do a show in Des Moines, and I have friends in comedy doing cool. no, Des Moines. So, you know, I'll just find all these different places where there's different shows and stuff, and be like, hey, I want to be in at this time can i get on your show and stuff and that's cool i have enough of a rapport with and networking with people um through comedy that i can you know even last minute i'd be like you know throw me five minutes and i'll hook you up when you come to fort collins and stuff like that that's cool that's a good trade-off so the answer is yes i I mean if i could make 30 grand a year on comedy that would be the dream i'm just Mm -hmm. anything to make it sustainable and then uh, just keep building and building and building. And if I end up as a mediocre comedian sleeping on people's couches for the rest of my life, at least I'm loving what I'm doing. And yeah, or under bridges. Oh, dude, totally. Or in my own car. Yeah. Been doing all those. Or by a tree. Oh, dude, love yeah. trees. Yeah, get a sleeping bag. And uh-huh. Hopefully, pray to God, there isn't a lion or something. I guess lions don't lions. really go up in trees. Yeah, I don't know where you... What lions tree, can go in trees. Yeah, but what yeah. tree do you think I'm sleeping under that has lions? No, are you in Africa? Oh, Jacob. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, you yeah. are a world traveler. I yeah, you have, are. Do I some comedy. I have made... Hey, you know, maybe I you're am, in a forest somewhere on I'm LSD an, or something. That's fine, too. I like that. <laughs> or mushrooms. But so. I'm also... I am an international comedian. I've done uh, comedy at a, uh open mic in Kunming, China, and then... I found out that my cousin owns a hostel and a bar and grill in um, Porto Viejo in Costa Rica, and I did 30 minutes there. Oh, that sounds hostile. Yeah. So That's awesome. I should do comedy. <laughs> it's fun. Hmm. Those are just the children. They're feral. Totally. They, uh, yeah. they crawl around. That. They don't wear shit. I'm down with that. There's this streaks of pink all uh-huh. about. Yeah. Those are they're, just the kids. They're not wrong. We're just trying to establish don't a make YouTube eye contact. Channel. Yep, yep. They'll, they'll We're bite. just trying to establish a YouTube channel. It's <laughs> totally. Feral no kids. Yeah. This is actually all part of a sitcom. Feral kids running around. Random comedians showing up in the door. Back I'm down with door. That. That's yes. We have to do our podcast at certain like different times and we don't tell people or people just start popping up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw that those pictures from what was it Thanksgiving? Uh huh. Dude, that looked awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Dumb. I didn't know you then. Oh well, yeah. I, I don't sh- think next, I knew you either. Next year, Jacob. totally. I'm definitely down. Next year, all well, I need is an invite. Mardi Gras party. That's coming up soon, right? Okay, Lee. That's enough, buddy. Back upstairs. Eat your goldfish. Well, you didn't share he them with me earlier. Just literally so ate you. like two pounds of it. But uh, hey, bud, upstairs. Fifteen minutes. I mean, we're establishing a Whitney Cummings studio. So until that happens, <laughs> yeah. totally. This is what we have. This Jacob. is every other week. Next week would have been ideal. But Thank I also see after forty-five minutes. I'm very excited about the comedy club opening up in Fort Collins because mm-hmm. we're also sort of uh, David is working with comedy work. So let's say Ooh, if somebody has like a, a, f- a Friday. Saturday, Sunday, yeah, he can get them on like that Thursday or that yeah, Monday. That's awesome, and have like a I'm not necessarily like a Burt Kreischer, but whomever on like a, an off yeah. night, like a Monday, be yeah. like, dude, it would be fucking so tight. I can't wait to go up and see it. I have family up in Fort Collins too, so I can crash a place. I know, totally. but it would be cool to do a setup at in Fort Collins because I've never, I've never done a set. And that's and that's one of my favorite things about comedy as well is like when you 
when and if you move anywhere new, you just look for the open mics and you can find yeah. us there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you won't necessarily get along with everybody, but generally speaking, they have the same mindset, the same hustle. I get along with no one, so it works out for Okay, me. cool. Yeah. So, yeah. No, you have a way with people. It's a way. It's a, it's, it's a bad way, but it's a way. <laughs> how, how PC of you to say that. Just a way. Just a way. No need to clarify. Uh-huh. Don't throw any ad- adjective, <laughs> yeah. a- adjectives. Just Jesus keep it open-ended. Adjectives. Adjectives. <laughs> so good at English. <laughs> I am learning like Spanish currently. You know Spanish? I'm learning it. Oh, you're learning it. Uh, Is have... it a stone? Uh, no. What's your a... favorite sentence to say in Spanish? Oh, I have no idea yet. I got to learn them all What's first. What's your favorite word? I don't know that you know either. Say one word. No. Oh, okay. I can't do okay, it. I, I think no. I like all the. I, uh, Boom, exactly. No. My favorite Spanish word. All right, all you the, have a long way to go. Uh huh. All the shit, like, like, all the shit, like, Shiza. No me gusta. No me gusta, Jacob. Lo siento. Uh, <laughs> see, look at you. Mm-hmm. Shiza, which you. means shit in German. That's fun to say. Caca in Spanish is shit. I just. Boom. Wow, you I are shitty vocabulary. multilingual. Yes. Totally. I yes. can sing Silent Night in German. Let's Why? say it, Christine. Because my we're trying to reach our German audience. And I sang it in Lutheran church. Oh, totally. When I was little. Stille Nacht. Well, you gotta you go. really spit when you say it. Yes. Totally. I don't have a good voice though, so I that just so made no. You were doing good. You Heilige Nacht. You made Jacob on a drink. That's not entirely true. There you go. So beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, you're that's killing ger- it. That's German. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, I think that German and Russian it's languages angry. both sound like really aggressive. It's not pretty. Shiza. <laughs> right. It's my favorite word. Can I word. sing this in Spanish instead? Like, it, I just sound angry. And it's like. Or French or it's Italian. It's a sweet song about a baby. And I'm like. Nur das Trauten. I know. Wow. I want to learn crying. swear words in every language so that I can just have a bad day and go off on people and they'll never know. That is a very attainable goal. That's my goal. That's great. I'm going to do that on stage. Then that way Netflix, nobody can cancel me because they won't have Really? If it's saying. in other languages? Because I think people don't like listening to me because of all of the fucks. So I need to learn a different language of saying fuck. Yeah. Do you have one? I don't. Not it's yet. Your, it's your favorite swear word and you only know it in one language? Yep. Kind of fucking person are you <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> fuck right in the fucking face i like where this is going <laughs> i'll go get the i'll, I'll go get the pillows uncle bear is like five people no they, they go they i'm gonna i'm gonna write some jokes about this but they had the history of swearing on netflix yeah and fuck is the most vulgar and multi-purposed Fucking cuss word. What is yeah. it? It's the it is the most vulgar. Is that mm-hmm. what they say? Yeah, it's the most vulgar. Yep. Oh. It's yeah. universal too. Yeah, because you, you can really? literally say it however the fuck you want. It is vulgar. That maybe that is why people don't like it. It's because it has let it out like nobody. I but you know what? I don't fucking care. Yeah, exactly. I have a complaint <laughs> for Netflix it. because <laughs> they had six swear words on there and cunt was not on there. That blows my mind. With how many people don't like the word cunt? I love it. I love the word cunt. But maybe that's because it's like they're asking all around the world. Britain doesn't mind cunt. They use that one all the yeah. time. Yeah. It's just whatever. Just we like made people, it. If we made it derogatory. Yeah. Get over it. That's right. The word in the, the word by itself is completely innocent until people come along and fuck it up and assign meeting. 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 Fucking people. Fucking totally. people. If God, someone's this world gonna would be so great without people. Dude, if someone's going <laughs> to fuck it up. The planet agrees. Humans. <laughs> 
The planet's like, let's get these fucking Republicans off of here because we don't need any more pro-life people. No way. People. Republicans and Democrats fucking yeah, get yeah, the hell out of here. Like, all these... Well, I think it's really funny that a lot of these people who stormed the Capitol are now petitioning to Trump for pardons. And it's just like, well, he's not going to pardon 3,000 people. little secret. This isn't really circulating, so I'm going to get canceled for saying this. Okay. I don't care, though. I still love you, Jacob. All right. But the guy the guy that was wearing, like, that mm. wool costume or whatever. Situation? Yeah. He was at a few... And you you probably have to do research online to find this, but he was at a few BLM rallies. No, and he's I've like, heard that. Before. I've heard yeah, that already. I. Okay, so I need to do more research on it too. But it's stuff that's been circulating, so I'm not saying it as fact. But it would be very interesting to. He's apparently an actor. I don't know, you guys. You just do your research. No, I've I've seen the this about a lot of different yeah rallies and stuff. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know. I just think it would be interesting to do further research. Yeah, because I got a four point two. I know there's a, like there's all kinds of. She knows how to research. That's all- right, Christine. She has mm. a research face. No, I have a radio face. She has I have a, a face for face. research, and I have a face for radio. All right, so it works out perfectly. Everybody wins. I want to storm a capital just to get notoriety. No way. That's like ten years in prison. Wait, I, I don't. Could- yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get like blacklisted from flights either. Yeah. I go on vacation, you know? Oh yeah, that's and true. And that's another thing why I don't really care about this COVID vaccine, but if, He's if back. I can get this COVID vaccine and get like the vaccine report card and I can go places finally, I'll fucking get it. I don't care. You mean you can't go places without it? There's a lot of places. That right pisses now. me off. That's that's don't bullshit. make me like, don't yeah. blackmail me into doing something I don't want to do. Do you know how many Uber I don't like people f- telling me what to do. Yeah. I Do you know how many you. Uber rides I've done and yeah. I haven't gotten COVID? I mean, knock on wood, but I'm just like, I will take the vaccine if I feel like I need it. Yeah. But don't. Because you said so. Don't make me do it because I'm being complicit. Like, fuck that. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, it's it's Defiant like. individual. But, I mean, there was this thing. I've been careful about the men that have been in my bodies, but not vaccines. That's no, a different you story. I haven't. No, I haven't. Well, as I'm saying, like. That's a lie. You wear what? masks more than you wear condoms. Where I do, uh, yeah, in college. <laughs> I mean, true. all the stuff that was in my body was way worse for me than anything that this vaccine could do. This RNA fucking whatever. I don't, honestly, if it'll just open up the world and if it was just a placebo shot anyway, let's fucking do it. Let's party. But it's not. <laughs> let's it's, party. It's, it's a real thing and, you know. If I can still get drunk and not have to take the vaccine, everybody wins. Exactly. That's what, uh, yeah. that should be the motto for my it. My vaccine is mushrooms. I'm just going to find a way to, like, purchase a COVID report card. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go around the system, you know. Yeah, that's what I do. Damn the man. Mm-hmm. That's what I always totally. do. Totally. Damn the man, yep. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm a rule follower. I'm, I'm like, I already I'm have just, I that's not brain defects. Do I look like I need a vaccine? They you don't want correlate. us to answer that. <laughs> Do I look like I need to be medicated? <laughs> Do I look like I need to be medicated? <laughs> Start twitching on the controller. Start Dude, I'm just trying to get his YouTube followers, Christine. I want this camera work to be worth it. You should follow us on YouTube. Okay. You should, I'll Jacob. I'll subscribe. Erdman. Yeah, is subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah, we need 100 subscribers. For what? Uh, for the big thing. Too. For the big thing. Isn't that how you get a podcast? 100 subscribers. You have oh, to I be know. like a. No? Can I just. I have one? no idea. I'm down. I'll follow. Yeah, Fuck we've it. got t- 20. 
Yeah, so. 20. Do you have any... You have social media stuff, so when yeah. we post... Totally. All of my stuff, yeah, f- absolutely. Yeah, all of, all we'll of my stuff. We'll plug your stuff, too, Jacob. All of my stuff is under 970 Comedy. You plug mine, I'll plug yours. Totally. Yeah. Sounds like a party. <laughs> What's up, Fascinations? <laughs> uh-huh. It's not butt plugs. We're plugging. Oh, shit. Promoting. It's not butt plugs. Well, We're let's not limit things. Yeah, okay, okay I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You plug mine and I'll plug yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how plugging works. That's right, Jacob. See, he knows. He knows. I've been doing kind of, I've, I've been at this. I'm an old hand at this game. Yeah. You have like the face of a a lovely <laughs> plumber. Oh, jeez. That's <laughs> the third time today Jacob. I've heard that. I'm sorry. I said you had the face earlier of a messiah and I meant it. But, but a messiah who's also licensed in plumbing. Yeah, master plumber. <laughs> That's right. That's a lot That's of work. Adventure. You can take whatever's more prestigious. Sh- totally. To yeah. I'll take it all. Actually. Yeah, take it all. That's what I say. You're a you're a <laughs> man of many hats. Thank you. This is also a hat that I've had for like ten years now. That's the janitor hat mm-hmm. or the the plumber hat or like the Barnes and Noble looks hat. Looks like you painted in that hat. I have done everything in this hat, but yeah, this is an old hat. Mm. Yep. And that is paint, done mind it you. All. Yep, all of it. All it's, of it's, it's a, it's a branding all of thing. the duns, all but, of the duns. Uh-huh. You've done all of the duns right here. No, it's a branding thing. It's uh, <laughs> I got I got a couple of suit coats that I wear to every show, and this hat. And people don't necessarily remember the faces as much as just like your outfit. Yeah, exactly. The, I do. That's how I brand. recognize you. I was like, oh yeah, the guy with the hat. Totally. Look at that man. And I saw a picture of you like without. Maybe have I ever seen a picture of you without the hat? I saw one. I I'm on Facebook. Yeah, I think I don't recognize you without your hat on. Yeah, like, that's not the person I saw the other day. We're honest. I wear this is how I define myself as a dirty old hat. That's good. Do you, how long have you had it? I think I've had this hat for maybe ten years. Holy what shit. are you gonna do when it falls apart? Nothing. Let it go. He's gonna get duct tape it. Get a, get a new one. He's yeah. gonna duct tape it. Yeah, I'm not really big into material things. He's gonna duct tape. What time is it? Uh, we're uh about we're about a bit a bit 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 Ow! I just hit myself in the wrist bone. In the wrist bone. So, so Jacob, I, I wanted. Oh, sorry, Christine. Yeah. No, go ahead. Well, no, I was gonna ask you really quickly because for some reason, like Anthony Jeselnik just crossed my mind. So, are you more of like a one-liner comic or like a storyteller, or do you mix? No, I don't know. I've always said that I've always wanted to be the next Jacob Erdman, so I kind of try to yeah. not, you know, well, follow can, anyone else's yeah. trailblazer. Yeah, so hope sort of. I mean, I'm still standing on the shoulders of giants, but just try not to. I'm standing on the shoulders of midgets. Totally. It's very successful. Yeah, that's yep. another three feet up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three to five. Wait. Wait. What's legal midget? Give me. Gives me room to grow. Like, I think it's like four foot eleven. Okay, that's always that's up. that's yeah. under. Yeah. But Both anyway, ten is the max you can be before you try to call yourself a midget. Oh, jeez! <laughs> you want the benefits? Oh, little people—that's the PC term. Yeah, people. that's little yeah. people. Little people. Little people. But uh, yeah, so I would just say, sort of storytelling, but also mm-hmm. not one-liners, not necessarily. I mean, I do have this joke that I've been trying to work on. I was like, you know, for working at a school, every day I have to do a symptom check for COVID. So that means every day I have to lie about having diarrhea. <laughs> that's not really that's not really a one liner as much. It, it's it's just a smaller It's a three like, liner. Yeah, but it's also a smaller part of a bigger <laughs> joke, but I think it's so funny because every day I'm just like cuz if <laughs> I didn't even know that diarrhea was a symptom of covid, but Everything I'm not is. 
Yeah, I'm not going to not have a job because of the fact that I have an awful <laughs> diet. I know. I'm like, and like I, I have the worst beer shits of my life. Yeah, I'm just You're trying to. Ex- I'm just trying to explain to them. Shits. I'm just trying to explain to them that it, that's regular diarrhea. That's not COVID <laughs> diarrhea. That's regular standard issue. Yeah. I wonder what the difference between COVID diarrhea and regular. Yeah, diarrhea is. a lot more blood, or less, depending on your COVID. Really? I don't know. Or you are absent of diarrhea, but it's still a symptom. The fact that you don't have diarrhea <laughs> yeah, is also exactly. a symptom yeah, of COVID. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, that's what they you told us. No, you don't have diarrhea. Well, you could be have asymptomatic diarrhea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> asymptomatic. asymptomatic. You have regular diarrhea. shits. Yeah, that's asymptomatic diarrhea. <laughs> I have IRS shits. They ask for too many taxes. There's another. And they, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what it was kind of crazy in the beginning <laughs> okay. of this thing. It's a thing. IRS shits. With COVID, I mean, they were like, you could either have no symptoms or die from chronic pneumonia or anything in between. Be afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Okay. And I wasn't stoked about that. No, that's fine. But I'm talking about the COVID and like the lack of everything. But it was blind yeah. leading the blind mm-hmm. in the very beginning. For sure. On a comedic note, I want to reach out to David Rodriguez and see what the hell he's doing. He's I'm so excited to go up and he's opening a, he's opening up a comedy yeah, club we in need Fort to Collins. Go check out the fort, yeah, for real. So Holds when you guys had one thing, when is it scheduled to be like open? I think February 11th or 12th. We yeah. they they have Shane Torres coming out. Awesome. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so. I was Facebook stalking David a few days ago. Totally, it's I not stalking it. if it's a public forum. That's true. Yeah, I've always tried to tell people that. It's not stalking. It's a public forum. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's like reading a it's like reading a newspaper and say you're stalking somebody. It's like, well, That's no, right. it's in the newspaper. Do you know how big the venue is though up there at the Comedy Fort? Uh, I don't know how many it can hold mm-hmm. legally, but I know with COVID, it's like it can. It's like maybe twenty five thirty. Yeah. So it's a it's a super bummer in that regard mm-hmm. because opening a business in pandemic times is fucking hard. So tough. Yeah. Almost so impossible, it seems. I'm so impressed that, that he was able to pull it off. Totally. It's been exciting watching So we've been trying. Yeah. So it looks beautiful. It really it's great. does. It's, it's, uh, there's nothing about it that I could be like, well, you could do this better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because he yeah, knows he exactly sh- what he's going for. And yeah. a lot of what he took from, because Comedy Works Downtown is arguably one of the best comedy clubs in the country because it's just, you know, the people running it, the how it's ran, mm-hmm. you know, yada, yada, et cetera. point is... He took a lot of notes from what they did right and applied that. Mm-hmm. So. I wonder, like, if I were, like, in a number of the comedy clubs or whatever, like, Comedy Cellar would be number one, I guess. Comedy Store in Los Angeles. Comedy Works in Denver. I don't even know. I've been like, to a lot. Like, what's your number one? Uh, comedy Works downtown in Denver <laughs> is mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I've also, you know... I performed in a lot of different ones, but that one is probably the quintessential of like, wow, this is what it should be. Like low ceilings, dark, mm-hmm. everyone's pointed forward. There's not really a bad seat in the house. There's no obstructing views. Um, it's just a it, great setup, honestly. That's why Dave Chappelle performs there because it's uh-huh. so intimate. He doesn't – He. I don't really think he's ever gone to the Comedy Works South. Have you been to the comedy cellar or the comedy store? Or like I've been to the comedy store in La Jolla, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I've also been to like Liquid Laughs in Boise, uh, Loonies in the Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of there's some dudes, three mics or whatever, who opening up another comedy club. Yeah. Who's that? 
Three E's? Three E's. That's in Colorado Springs. Three E's, okay. yeah. Uh-huh. So three E's just open. I'm excited about going down there and supporting them as well. Oh, yeah. Um, There's I've like so many like Capital City and Austin, I think they just actually closed down due to COVID. No, they, they, like they permanently? Call it, yeah. So, but that was a great venue. It wasn't... Uh, I bombed there a bunch of times because when I was down there doing Altercation Fest, uh, JT Habersat's Comedy Festival in Austin, I would hitch a ride over and do some open mics or some shows that they would offer over there. Um, so I've bombed there quite a few times, which is great. <laughs> you know, you're just trying to add yeah. a match to the belt. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if I bomb or not. The fact uh-huh. that I'm even getting up there, I'm so excited. I mean, exactly. I think, yeah, I think bombing on stage is important because, like, the more you can write good material, but I think, like, you have to have material to perform. But I think, like, the more you get comfortable on stage, the better it is for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I always feel like I'm going to puke. Do you really every All time? time? All the time. I do, too. I think I just get – I probably do feel like I'm going to vomit, but I think I just get, like, a mad rush of butterflies. Totally. Just, like, all at once. I'm just like, oh, fuck, I'm going to fuck this up. It's it. And then and I just go up on stage and I do whatever. And also just trying to remember X number of minutes of all of your jokes. I mean mm-hmm. – a lot, especially if it's like a high, like high bar, or like a, a high stakes show with a lot of industry people. Mm-hmm. Like you're headlining. Not that I've ever headlined a festival, but if you're headlining a festival or whatever. But sometimes you just got to keep going up there. I mean, that's the name of the game. I mean, what is it? The uh, the only way to get to uh, what is that saying? There's a saying: the only way to get to uh, Carnegie Hall is through practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to do. There's like so many great comedy clubs around the country, though that don't get i mean i don't know i guess they just don't they're not known yeah they're not like there's not the notoriety to back it up or something so but then there's also a lot of shitty ones where they're ran by creeps Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's in a sense like either you sleep with me and you get on the show or you never get on my stage and it's like well that's not how that works yeah that's awful i don't (laughs) i don't know People, people in that kind of position of power, it's just like, if you're going to be in a position of power, use it in the right way. Exactly. Don't be a fuckface. Generally speaking, though, especially when it comes to like creepy producer, booker, people like that, they get outed real fast. So people are like, well, Anymore, no. Yeah. Yeah. I can think of a few, but I'm not going to name drop. I only know one. Yeah, that's probably good. Yeah. <laughs> but just it, be it aware. Is, it is, yeah, it is. I mean, it's more common than it should be. Exactly. You know, it's like if you if you're a promoter or a producer, then that's wonderful. Do what you're good at, but don't be a creep. Yeah, definitely don't, don't be a creep to, about it. Yeah. It's just like don't try to hit on people that don't that don't want it. Yeah, it's, not, it's you know. and co- comedy is a very self policing situation where you fuck up, people are gonna know because mm-hmm. they need to know because they're fucking you're a creep and nobody wants to work with creeps. Mm-hmm. So, do you think it's possible that Jacob, like, even with the <laughs> Jacob, Jacob, <laughs> Jacob, I'll take it. I'm Australian. No. Do you, that was the worst accent fucking ever. Jacob, <laughs> But do you think it's possible, Jacob, like, with the cancel culture, like, to have restorative justice, like, to redeem it? Like, if you really do something that's, like, fucked up, do you think it's possible to, like, I mean, you can only stay in cancel culture for so long, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, everybody deserves a second chance, yeah? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how heinous the crime has to be, but... Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. to answer your question, I don't know. Yeah. I would just say caution on the side of caution. 
Air on the side of caution. Yeah. <laughs> caution that too. on the side of caution. Air on the I, side and caution on the side of caution. caution Whatever on the side works. Of caution. Yeah, I knew what that was I knew what that was like. But like you so if you could make like thirty grand a year off of comedy, you'd that'd be, be the, sad. Yeah, that'd be the best. Mm-hmm. Just on the move, making new friends, just toting around the United States and mm-hmm. then Canada and then try to what I really would like to do is set up like a tour around the world with like hostile world because there's so many americans everywhere and or at least english speakers yeah so you could just like hop around and stay at a hostel get paid and hang out in these different countries at these hostels yes i'll come with you yes totally <laughs> yes okay i will too jacob uh-huh <laughs> but part, if i sound so funny if three part I harmony too much i will hostility get my passport renewed that's what i'm talking about my passport's already <laughs> i've had it for like two years no nice. i'm only four Man, well, do you want to perform at the Comedy Cellar though, or like? Every oh, I want to perform everywhere. Yeah, I, yeah, I have this yeah. joke about that. I will literally do comedy anywhere. Mm-hmm. Just give me a chance. I'd stand on a toilet in a bathroom stall. Yeah, totally. and tell jokes if I had an audience. Yeah, <laughs> After, yeah, totally. Well, with the internet, it's like okay. I'll hold up the phone for you. Christine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, glory holes. Am I right? Totally. That's relatability. Love right dolls. Am I right? The little audience <laughs> action here. But that's the fun thing, I think, about performing at a bunch of different rooms is that you have a sense for energy. So Yeah, I mean, and also you get to learn what you can lateral where you are in the country because being, you know, it's like there's like a line of like liberal jokes and then you go conservative either north or south and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now I got to change my, you know, can't really talk about religion. Let me just go more into alcohol. Mm-hmm. or let me not talk about politics let me just go talk about more alcohol yeah that's huge because mm-hmm. I, li- I lived in Oklahoma for the last five years so yeah. the difference between telling jokes in Oklahoma and Denver is like night and oh, day dude, yeah. Yeah. there's sure. things yeah. you just can't say either place yeah mm-hmm. in either place like if I even like say Jesus well here's on stage in Denver everybody's like uh uh-uh, nope here's no, the funny off. thing really <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that it was like Jesus. that though <laughs> yeah wow well, we have a lot of atheists, am I right? <laughs> I have. I just think <laughs> it's so funny. Talk about it this the the, the right. super far left and the super far right are more similar than they are different, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's just aggravating to deal with either of those people because right. I know super hardcore liberals, and they are a lot of times they're so liberal and so open that they want you to censor your speech, and I was like, well, that's not. Right. <laughs> what that stands for. Mm-hmm. That's conservatism and I'm not gonna do that with them either. Right. And right. and it's another situation where it's always funny until it isn't and then Right. So you just have to find that happy medium and then also right. you have to have a huge amount of jokes that you can tell that you can lateral. Well, if it's right, because if you see this one's not going the right direction, you're yep. like, I better not t- tell the next one. Exactly. <laughs> right. Start bailing <laughs> yeah. and then move. Right. <laughs> But that's the thing, like, with comedy is that, like, you – I know that the spoken word might be different than an actual painting, but you wouldn't go into a museum and get mad at the artist for their interpretation of art. You know, you can't get mad at a comic for their interpretation of art. You know, if you – Unless they're inciting a riot or hurting – or actively, right, right. you know, I would say outright racism, homophobia, transphobia. I'd be like, well, that's, you know, that's in poor taste. I'm not going to tell you not to say that because that's somebody who cares more about – for situation. instance, if it's a a painting of a rape happening, you would say <laughs> I would have no idea. I'd be like, that is graphic. Take that down. But that also could mm-hmm. be like, hey, educational, because the less that you make the victim feel like they were, it was their fault, 
less victimized and more out there that they can actually come forward because that's you know another thing with rape is like a lot of times they felt like what did i do or the mm-hmm. victim blaming mm-hmm. or they don't come out after they when it happens because they're so ashamed and afraid of what happened you know if you make it less taboo in the sense of after that happens you can actually go to the authorities and get this person mm-hmm. you know the justice that they deserve mm-hmm. it would just make it more of a uh you know a, a more positive spin on such an awful her- heinous crime well even like even kind of going to what i think it's in georgia or one of like the kind of confederate states if you will but they or maybe it was alabama but they had like they had that slave museum mm-hmm. where they showed like actual like slave figures with chains and like some people were saying oh my god it's horrific blah 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 and i i still don't have a specific opinion on it but at the same time it's like it's part of it's part of culture yeah they're not pushing the slavery agenda they're saying how awful was it that this happened look at here's evidence Mm -hmm. meanwhile on the flip side somebody came out after target because they had a cotton ball in a jar as like a niche like a decorative and they said that was racist i was like that's not racist have having raw cotton in a jar as a decorative thing is right. not racist you yeah. saying it's racist is projecting right. your racism yeah. on that idea that right, is just right. cotton right cotton right. raw cotton exists mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you saying it's racist does not make it racist it's not racist right. you saying anything regarding forcing someone to do that you know your your spin on it, your interpretation. Yeah, yeah. On it your is projection. What's racist. Right, right. Meanwhile, they're just like, dude, we were just selling raw cotton in a jar. I don't know what your take on it. I don't know yeah. why you're going after us. This is nothing. Yeah. So I actually have a decoration that is raw cotton in a jar. I'm yeah. Like, Whoa. It's I didn't nothing. Even make the association when I bought it. I was like, oh, this looks nice. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's yeah. exactly yeah. it. It's just raw cotton in a jar. I mean, if the intention behind <laughs> it is innocent, I mean, there's you can't try to make it something that it's not. Yeah. You, know, you can't sit there and defame it and be like oh this is of the devil when you you know <laughs> cancel cotton yep. cancel cotton exactly <laughs> only polyesters well. from here on out which would be awful guess i can use a squirt gun for my ears to get that fucking box out you know since q-tips won't be a thing yep cancel culture for q-tips hey that's when you start buying uh stock in water picks yeah i use my fingers because it's better for you mm-hmm. than because it's too cotton what? Q-tips are too small. They'll damage you inside of your ear. You don't have to go that far in there. You I'm down with Q-tips, do though. Water and I do this. You I seriously do use your water flosser for your ears? No, I shower. I shower. Right. And I do this. I don't. <laughs> I'm a bath man. Really? No. <laughs> Jacob, That no. would be so awful. <laughs> I 30 was minutes for a bath? Like, I like fuck a no. soak every I yep. was going to ask you out on a date, but no, I'm definitely not going to. <laughs> fuck it. Just bathing bath all just... In my well, own. I like. I mean, how can you damage your ears? Like, you don't go all the way into you well, pierce some, your eardrum. You can. So how do you? They're dangerous. How do you? I'm curious. Uh, well, when I had a ba- when I had babies, they told me that don't use the Q-tips because you can't. You don't know how hard you're getting in there, and you could damage their eardrums. So they what do you? Think. What do you use to clean your pinky. ears? They don't go any further than your pinky. Really? Yeah. I I'm like, like trying this deep. right now. I like getting in there deep. I'm really trying to. You know, oh, I'm yeah. a Q-tip maybe. guy, but maybe it's like don't use a Q-tip on somebody else. Use it, you I'll know. Just put it on my pants. Yeah, not on the microphone, please. Putting it on my pants. <laughs> Gross. See, my fingers are not touching the mic. So you use your pinky. I mean, I use Q-tips too sometimes, you guys, but I don't use them all the time. Huh? Like if I interesting. 
I know. I always piece of Kleenex. I just always feel like I've done. I've done toilet paper. I don't know how much wax you have in your ears, but I a lot. I can't hear for shit. I don't think it's because of wax. I just thought you didn't listen. Yeah. You just wow, don't a double burn from both of yeah. you. Yeah, I, went to a, I, feel I used to work at a comedy, or I used to work at a music venue when I was a kid, and that fucked my ears up straight up. Dude, after the amount of hours we spent on the phone yesterday, I know for a fact you don't listen, or you don't hear. Mm-hmm. She doesn't listen. Yeah, she repeats it back to me and does the opposite of what I say. <laughs> she never does what I tell her to do. <laughs> I compare. I said so I was independent. Her daughter. That she she's my teenage daughter, mm-hmm. surrogate, because I have three boys. I have three boys and a teenage daughter named Christina. Mm-hmm. Yep. Two seasons. She's of infuriating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my goal is to piss Christina off. <laughs> she doesn't have a gray Get a hair. Get fucking boyfriend, Christina. She doesn't have gray hair yet, but she's. I actually do already have gray hair. Are you serious? I do. Yeah. A lot of gray it's hair. It's regal. Actually. I got it. Yeah, it is regal. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jacob. Totally. I agree. It's for Just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I'm not distinguished. Okay, mm-hmm. Jacob, does, does Christine not look like Kate McKinnon from certain angles? She totally does. Okay, that just got weird. Never mind. I retract my statement. Apparently, she I'm always not. calls me I, Kate McKinnon, and I, I never understand. I mean, I don't not remember necessarily it. which one Kate McKinnon is. She's a S- Saturday Night Live, the blonde with long hair, Ghostbusters. I could see that. Yeah. From Angles? Yeah, totally. Jacob, you never watch SNL? From Angles? No, I don't. Okay. Well, I'm just full <laughs> You're like, let's just move on to something else. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kate McKinnon. I full know. of references that nobody gets. That's what I do. I also don't watch comedy on, um, generally speaking, I don't, if it's not live, I generally don't watch comedy. I don't watch Netflix specials. I don't watch any of that. Cause really? Because there's a lot of things happening that I don't, I don't want to accidentally get in my brain and then... Like snag something, and be like, I fucking completely forgot that that was something that a professional comedian said that I said on stage. Like, I don't want to be hack like that. And also, so you're afraid that you would take somebody else's material on once accident. You know, once it's in your head, it's in your head, and then you're like, you you, you may recall it, yeah. but not know where it came so from. So I have a friend. And think it's an original thought. But exactly. Really yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Because your brain kind of flops like that sometimes. And flops. like, I have a friend who. Uh, <laughs> who's really big into music and he you know he's been in a ton of bands and he's like oh how about this and he's like yeah that was great when rush did it back in (laughs) the 70s like oh fuck you're right okay who has original ideas though anymore exactly with eight billion people on the earth yeah it's hard like 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 what whatever cable channel or tv show like 90210 that was a show in the 90s and we're trying to recreate it are you a melrose place girl we're close not really we're close to an hour and a half just we are. Up, yeah. Well, Jacob, what a fun conversation. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Thank you in advance for booking I, me. You didn't have to immediately do that. Oh, I well, I didn't. <laughs> just a heads up. We're I didn't know if you were trying to outro us, Christine. No, I mean, I would love to. You just <laughs> <do> <laughs> I'm not it. really kidding. Go for it. Well, our outro is generally uh, putting our swimsuits and getting in the shower. But my kids are home, and that's awkward. <laughs> They're like, oh, another man in the shower with you guys. This is getting weird, Mom. Yeah. Stop drinking. <laughs> I know. I haven't been drinking, and they're like, "Mom, are you here? are you in there? <laughs> are you come okay? watch me play video games?" I'm like, "Ew, no." Yeah, that's awful. Oh. Whereas before, that's all they want me to do. That's why they're upset because these TVs are the video game TVs. Totally, absolutely. Yeah. I can I can get down with that. I yeah. understand where they're coming from. I was a kid once, and also an adult before maybe. <laughs> before you became a kid again. An adult oh, yep, first, it, it a kid second. Flows. I agree. Yep. 
An adult first, kid second. I mean, honestly, the only thing that's gotten me through this quarantine was my Nintendo Switch and a bunch of marijuana. Nice. Nice. And hot girls. Mine's been totally. uh, yeah. 19 Crimes Cabernet. <laughs> I really want to do, I really want to try the 19 Crimes wine, though. You have tried the 19 Crimes wine, Christina. Have it's I? what I have every fucking podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mom. Didn't mean to piss you off. Well, another gray hair for you. <laughs> well, Jacob, we appreciate you being on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This we, is great. Uh, we hoping to open things back up again. But so so the Comedy Fort is going to open around February sometime. Uh, yeah, like February. I think 11th and 12th is what I'm picturing. But you're going to have to double check uh, mm-hmm. with all their advertising and stuff. Yeah. And you do 970 Comedy? I'm 970 Comedy. Uh, so I'm just more of a production company and... You know, we got this website, we got this mailing list, but I put everything on hold due to COVID because, like I said, I mean, pre this, pre COVID, uh, running seven shows a month and stuff, like, it really helped push that agenda. But there's really no reason to have a website up telling me of all the shows I don't have. And all the <laughs> venues are closing down, so I got to really rebuild my empire. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to be building from scratch again because COVID is like decimated a lot of shit yeah so i think it's gonna be yeah there's gonna be a lot of new venues a yeah. lot of new restaurants um and i'm looking forward to it because people are gonna get out of this and be like i need to get yeah. the fuck out i yeah. agree i yeah. think people really are gonna need comedy to get out and just be like let off some freaking steam absolutely that i swear to god when tense. comedy works denver opens again i'm gonna squirt like five straight minutes I'm i know be that's so like happy. been my number one like i can't wait to get there and mm-hmm. I'm, it's never been available to me since i've been doing it so mm-hmm. like Freaking! Yeah, can't wait. I do feel bad for Wendy Curtis. I hope that she's able to hold on to it because it would suck if it was like permanently canceled. It would suck so. Because I mean, it's been the downtown Denver club for years. I think that location. (laughs) Fun times. And on that note, (laughs) (laughs) are you trying to say I'm depressing you? No, the world's gonna open up. Everything's gonna be great. Everything is gonna be just fine. It'll just be just fine. All right, guys, thank you for tuning into Two Season a Pod. Any imparting thoughts, Christine? Any closing? Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so much. All right, guys, bye. <laughs> <laughs>